This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We've been talking flu shots. We've been talking about traffic safety for pedestrians. Of course, a terrible, terrible, tragic story of this 17-year-old girl killed crossing the street near her school. The driver has been charged with careless driving causing death. Uh, It happened during a turn. And one of our callers just sort of explained how it happened that sometimes uh, if somebody is turning right, they will look left to make sure no cars are coming, but they won't look right and they can miss a pedestrian. So uh, look both ways. Didn't your mother tell you that? Uh, I'm going to take a call from Jill in Peterborough. Hello, Jill. Hello, um, I'm a first-time caller. Oh, wait. And I just wanted to um, talk about pedestrians not looking both ways either. They often have their earphones in and listening to music, and they're distracted walking. So that's another thing I think that's become more of an issue. As well, people who ride bicycles don't follow the rules of the road and use hand signals anymore. They just zoom in and out, uh, in Peterborough anyway, we also have a lot of scooters who that aren't licensed, so yeah. they don't come under the same rules as a car either. So I think it's become everyone's in a hurry and not paying attention. Well, it, it's it's true. There are. Uh, it, it's just that drivers have more responsibility because uh, you're you're uh, driving a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them, I mean, and it's. It's scary because you don't want to hit them. When I was on the way in today and there was this guy on a bicycle who, you know, was basically on the same route, not wearing a helmet. Uh-huh. I'm stopped at a stoplight. He comes around on the left, goes through a red light, <laughs> totally through a red light, is on the next street. Uh, when I uh, drive across legally, I try to get clear of him. I don't want to be near him. Then he does it. The same thing going through a red light at the next stoplight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'm glad I had a chance to vent about that. Well, and the other thing I've noticed, like since COVID, is like everybody's been let out of a box. And <laughs> like they're just going so quickly now, not paying any attention to the lights or um, in Peterborough anyway, like they're going through almost red lights. That never used to happen much. So, like, it's almost an impossible situation to get things back under control again. Well, let's hope it's not impossible. I mean, uh, it's true. People are used to, uh, well, they shouldn't be by now because traffic's been back for a bit. But mm-hmm. they, you got used to driving when there's no one on the street. Exactly. Well, they give people, you don't own the street anymore, the road. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your call, Jill. 
Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, let's go to Simone in Parkdale. Hi, Simone. Hi there. Hi. Um, yes, I just wanted to uh, make a, a comment on um, Trudeau's uh, upcomings by the uh, Aboriginals for ignoring Aboriginal Day. And uh, I don't know if you saw it on TV. He just uh, stood there, fro- sat there frozen, and all he says is, um, you know, he regrets it, but he never says he's sorry. Uh, I noticed that when a reporter had asked him uh, whether he had been advised not to go, he ignored her question. So I assume that he was by that, that he was advised, but he ignored it anyway because it's Trudeau. He just does what he wants, and then he apologizes profusely afterwards. So, you know, that's uh, my take on that. Yeah, that so, was a bad move. Oh, yes, and he didn't answer the, the, the reporter's question. So I just, it gave me the impression that he was advised, and, um, you know, he has advisors and everything, so he just ignored it. Okay. Yeah, so, and and, and as far as, I just want to mention, touch upon Doug uh, Ford's uh, a comment about immigration. He, you know, he, he wants immigrants. He, he, he goes, you know, he tries to get them as many as possible. So, but I noticed that the, um, uh, there are a lot of letters to the editors, uh, newspaper editors and even talk shows and people, uh, you know, support him with that. So I think that the TV media has, uh, um, go, are uh, really going after him because mainly it's, you know, quite liberal. So, but the, the people in general, I think, uh, agree with him. Okay, okay, Simon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, uh, Doug Ford didn't apologize, so he obviously thinks that uh, he hasn't angered people with those comments. Uh, as And uh, Simone agrees with him. You may not. We haven't talked about that much. Um, also, a note from Zeev, our producer, um, today marks the seventh year anniversary of the shooting attack on Parliament Hill where Corporal Nathan Cirillo was killed. So a sad anniversary today. Let's go to Jody in Toronto. Hello, Jody. Hello? Uh, there's some problem there. Okay. Let's go to Daryl in Toronto. Hello, Daryl. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. I just wanted to mention, I got my flu shot back on uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Wow. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even know that uh, the deliveries had been made by then. That's real early. You, you got to call your store, your shoppers or whatever. That's the only way it really seems to work. Um, but I, I told a roommate of mine who's only 27 years old, and he went earlier in the week and he got a shot, no problem. Really? Well, he wasn't yeah. supposed to, unless uh, he's got some medical issues. No, and I, when I was in there, it didn't seem like they were much concerned about, you know, age. Okay, well, that was before uh, Christine Elliott made her announcement. So the deal now is you're not supposed to get it until November 1st if you're under 65 and healthy. Okay, just want to let people know. Everybody have a good day. Be well. Okay, thank you for that. Bye. Bye-bye. Michael and Bolton, hello. Yeah, hi, Libby. Um, nice to talk to you. Um, one, one, th- I have two things actually, please. Uh, my mother was, uh, bowled over, uh, this is back in 1985, was bowled over by a driver making a left turn and she had, uh, permanent brain damage. Oh no. Fortunately, we, uh, we sued and she got all, almost a million dollars. So we were able to buy a cottage. 
The, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Seeing Street for All Friday is, uh, is the Ontario government constantly puts out ads that says at the end, paid for by the government of Ontario. Well, it's not paid for by the government of Ontario. It's paid by the taxpayers. When, uh, when the federal government makes messages, they just say, uh, uh, brought to you by the federal government. But always, and I guess Doug Ford, I, I've messaged him many times about this, but it's never been changed. It's not, not the ta- tax, it's the taxpayers of Ontario, not the Ontario, uh, that pays for, for these, uh, uh, these ads. Right you are, Michael. Thanks for your call. Okay, uh, we, I think we got Jody in Toronto this time. Hello? Uh, I don't know what's up with your phone, Jody. Hello? Hello, you're there. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, Libby, I was just saying, uh, I did get a record card with my flu shot. I got it at Shoppers on October the 13th, and they gave me this wonderful little card. It has, uh, okay, it identifies the location of the drugstore. Uh, my name, my address, my phone number, and the drug, the flu zone, high dose, 65 years plus. And also there's a sticker on there showing the lot number of the uh, medication and the expiry date and so on. I thought this was really nifty. I never got one of these before. Right. Well, uh, I never got one of them before either, but you don't really need it to show to get no, in anywhere. No. Just for your own record. Yep, but, that's good information. I was waiting for you to take my call, I really agree with the previous caller about uh, the government's uh, messages about paid for the by the government of Ontario. That really burns me every time I hear it. It's my tax money that's paying for it. Your your tax money is basically paying for everything. I know, I know. And they they never they need to say that, you know, by the taxpayers. It reminds people that the government doesn't have an endless supply of money that they can give out from somewhere. And also it reminds maybe some of the politicians that, hey, this is taxpayer money that we're playing with. Okay, well, uh, yeah, the, the, it, it really seems like they do need to be reminded of that. Can I make one more comment about sure. Trudeau? Sure. About the things that he does? I don't know why people are so surprised about him not going to the thing on September the 30th. He explained this to us, why he makes these stupid actions and mistakes. He explained to us that he is a man of privilege, and he does not see things the way normal people see it. And that's the way it is. He's an idiot. I got that off my chest. <laughs> uh, okay, that's your opinion. Um, you didn't use a bad word, so uh, no. I'll, I'll let it go at that, Jody. Thanks for your call. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, one thing the federal government did yesterday is uh, with... The special pandemic benefits coming to an end on Saturday, they announced a new, and I must say, in some cases, fairly confusing uh, suite of benefits to replace those. They're all reduced. The ones they have put in place for businesses, uh, you know, the, the devil will be in the details. Uh, I ha- haven't even seen very clear details on a lot of that. And uh, in terms of the Trudeau minority government, there are some people who are even wondering, you know, uh, were they really okay to do that without recalling parliament? Because they've put these new measures in place 
uh, in, until May. And, uh, you know, they, they've got the NDP, but I suspect that the NDP might think that these new measures are not enough. Uh, the conservatives might think they're too much or they're okay, but um, that's a that's a question. Like, uh, they, are they acting like they have a majority government? Uh, they might be, you know. Okay, let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hello, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks for you and Steve for helping me challenge myself. Thank you so much. Um, traffic safety. Always look out for the idiots. Both drivers and pedestrians make mistakes. So we really have to keep an eye on, on everyone. We have to share the road, roads as well. So city needs to add more stoplights, stop signal, speed bump, give more time to cross the road, roads. It's getting darker, faster, so people should wear light clothes. And pedestrians have to walk and make eye contact. Just don't step out right away and reduce the speed limit by 10 kilometers everywhere. My family and I, our lives were turned upside down because of a distracted driver in a, around a school zone. So don't have unmarked police cars because they do help. People slow down more when they see car, the police around. So a tougher punishment, don't give warning. Suspend the license for a few days. People will probably think twice about speeding and pay more attention. We have to share the road. Pack patience, extra patience and time. Okay. Other people's lives are in your hands as well, right? Right. Thanks, Sita, for that. Okay, who is next here? Debbie in Guelph. Hello, Debbie. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that after, I, I thought we had to wait until November to get our flu shots. And after hearing you speak of it on Tuesday, I called my pharmacy, which is a little independent pharmacy here in Guelph. And I said, do I have to make an appointment? And he said, nope, just be here before three because they do some other, I think they do some COVID testing after that right. time. Um, so I went the next day and uh, it took longer for the girl to ask me a raft of questions uh, before I got, you know, got the shot. They he took me into the room. It's the same place I went last year, and the, actually the same pharmacist. There's a couple different ones there. <laughs> he does an excellent needle, didn't feel a thing. And when he was done, uh, he printed off a it's like an eight and a half, eleven by eleven sheet of paper with all the information on it. Like the other caller said, you know the batch number, uh, even which arm I got it in. He signed it. And I, you know, waited the 15 minutes and was done. And I was the only one there waiting for a shot. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Oh, that was great. <laughs> so, and, and no, not even a sore arm the next day. Nothing. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> so That's pretty good. Yeah. So thank you for letting us know because I thought I was going to have to wait until after November. I'm glad it's, it's all done. Okay. I'm glad it's all done too. Debbie and Guelph, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, should I take one more before the break? Okay, let's go to Eileen in Newcastle. Hello, Eileen. Oh, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm just going on a different tack right now about travel on aeroplanes. Um, recently in September, I went to Vancouver Island for a sick relative. 
I had to kind of go when I felt confident enough go, about going. Anyway, um, going wasn't too bad. There was every other seat was taken. You know, we had one seat and nobody there and then another one taken. But coming back, um, the flight from Nanaimo to Vancouver was full. And then the flight from Vancouver to Toronto was chock-a-block full. So anyway, we all had masks. Everything went, you know, everything's gone fine. But we get off the plane and we walk that half mile to the baggage claim place. And we get to the baggage claim place. And then there's all these signs saying social distancing, six feet apart. You know, the little feet marks in the ground telling you to keep apart. Well, I thought well, it's a bit late now. We've been on a plane for four and a half hours. Well, people. I have to, I have to tell you that when I came back from Vancouver yeah. at the end of August, uh, both ways actually, the plane was chock a block full. Um, people were wearing masks, but not while they were eating. And uh, on the way over there, I was sitting beside two girls who ate the whole way. Uh, and when we came back, <clears throat> I had uh, packed carefully, hoping just to have a carry-on, but we were in Zone 8. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, when they asked, can uh, we have volunteers to check bags? We did, because we knew we wouldn't find... <clears throat> Excuse me. We knew we would not find space in an overhead bin. And then right. when we went to the baggage claim, it was so crowded. There were, right. you know, they had three flights coming into one carousel. There was no social distancing. There was zero. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, it's a big sign. I wouldn't mind if there had been any signs, but all the signs are telling you. And um, that was the same. There was two flights. I think there was another one from Calgary or something coming in. And so I just thought I'd leave. Okay. <laughs> that just as a. Okay, Eileen, thank you for that. Okay, it is time for another uh, break. And Eileen's call brings up a question I asked at the beginning. I haven't heard. Are you booking travel? Does it make any difference to you at all that the federal government has lifted its blanket travel advisory for non-essential travel? Are you comfortable traveling or are you a snowbird and maybe you've missed uh, winter down south but hey uh, are you ready to go this year the numbers to call 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740 also uh, if you want to have anything to say about getting a flu shot we are listening and all of the other things like the end of benefits and the new modeling when we come back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. A free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. I am going to get right to the phones. We've got Anne in Toronto. Hello, Anne. Anne, are you there? Hello? Yes. Hello, Anne. Roseanne. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. Roseanne. Um, yes. I'd just like to comment about the accident that happened the other day. Um, I'm a driver and I've noticed, you know, when they have the flashing hands or the numbers when the, for pedestrians, I think they should just say stop because I know a lot of people just still run across the road 
And if you're making a left turn, you end up making your left turn on a right light. Um, and if they could change that so that a pedestrian has to stop the same way a car does. Then well, we yeah, except they don't want people stopping in the middle of the road. Those flashing things are there. What they're supposed to say is if you're in the roadway, you can continue crossing, finish, but don't start. But people ignore it. Yeah. And they, they still start and go across the road. Yeah. I, th- I think that's very dangerous, but I don't know how we can change it. But, uh, anyway, yes, um, it's a thought. Thanks, Anne, for that. Okay, thank Bye-bye. you. Have a good day. Love your show. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's go to Janice in Grafton, Ontario. Hello, Janice. Hi, can you hear me? Uh, yes. Okay, Um I'm going to make a comment that I don't think anybody really wants to hear, um, and I've sort of been hesitating about uh, doing it because I hate to be a wet blanket, but um, I had been hoping that uh, during the COVID crisis when people were, in fact, prevented um, from being able to travel as much, that that might have a change, that might affect the change in our behavior, and now I'm rather concerned that there is so much enthusiasm for the opening up of travel. And, of course, here I'm talking a lot about jet plane travel and, I guess, train travel as well and car travel, but especially jet plane travel in light of the fact that we are now also in the midst of a very serious climate crisis. And we know that our jet fuel contributes a lot to the the problem that we have with greenhouse gases and so on. So I just want to put my oar in about people thinking about that. I mean, we are challenged by environmentalists and scientists uh, to deal with this climate coming climate crisis and, and told that it is going to require us to make a change in our, in our, our ways of life in a number of the things that we are used to doing. And I think, you know, this international travel thing, uh, in my experience, started in around the 1960s when, when in fact, jet planes, became passenger planes became available. And it has been a kind of, it's now a, a kind of mass thing, at least among more affluent nations, for people to travel all over the world a lot of times many times during a given year. And it's one of the things that I think we all have to confront in our own lifestyles, that we have to be thinking about. Okay, Janice. Thanks. Yes, I get I get your point. You're thinking that we should think about traveling less to reduce our carbon footprints. That's exactly right. And Thank I- you for that. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? Um, are you rethinking your travel plans, not just in light of uh, COVID, but also in light of climate change? Uh, of course, you know, one of the ironies is that some of the people who are the biggest uh, uh, so-called advocates uh, travel around the most as jet setters. Uh, but, you know, the rest of us take a holiday once or twice a year, but are you rethinking that? And and is that a valid thing that she brought up? Let's go to Sharon in Barry. Hello, Sharon. 
Hi, Libby. After that call, I'm not sure if I should be I'm calling about Why travel. not? Uh, we just take a trip about once a year. Yep. And I and I I how how do you get from point A to point B quickly? Uh, we go to Mexico in May. We booked with Air Transat a trip to Mexico, and we, it, we paid $150 down, and we paid $200 for cancellation insurance, which we can cancel pretty much up to the day of the flight. And if things are still worse in December when our final payment is due, then we'll just cancel it. But I would not take a book a trip now without taking cancellation insurance. Yeah, well, that's tell you that that's uh, that's wise. Is you know what? That's probably always a good plan. But it's kind of expensive. I mean, it sounds like the cancellation insurance was more expensive than your first payment. Dollars for two people. For two people. Yeah, with air, we booked with Air Transat directly. Yep. Well, it's expensive, but we need it. I know we do. And I want to tell you, I got my flu shot on October 15th. Wow. Early, early pharma- birds catch it. The pharmacist uh, was just ready to call me. It's a, it's an independent pharmacy. It's not shoppers. And uh, he said, come over anytime you want today. I was there by myself and I was out in about 20 minutes. Yeah, that's well. Uh, and that means the whole process took five minutes because you have to sit there for 15 that's minutes. Right. And it wasn't the high dose. It was just the regular. It was just the regular. Well, you know, you're protected by the regular. Yes. And Libby, thank you so much. I enjoy your show. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Rachel in Brampton, you're up. Hello, Rachel. Hi, hi Libby, how are you? Fine. Uh, I just, actually, I wanted to comment about uh, Doug Ford, what go, he said. So, go ahead. call for. You know, I was upset the whole week thinking about it. Like, it's really brought back memory for me, like, you know. What's the point? Why he need, he's saying he's picking the immigrants? Like, all you have to say is we do need workforce. You know, people who are qualified, you can come. You know, the process is, uh, to begin with, the process it takes like four or five years. You know, it's not an easy process. They basically uh, do diligence for anybody to come here, right? And he doesn't have to say, oh, you know, if you're thinking that you're collecting uh, benefits or something. That's not necessary. Really? Yeah, a lot of a a lot of people think that. um, And and, uh, I'm glad you called with a different view, because we've been hearing from a lot of people, some of whom are immigrants, who said they don't have any issue with what he said. No, they came and worked hard. But but other people say, hey, that was really insulting. Why did you even have to go there? Exactly. Because I. I, when I was working, people, if I complain, for example, like, oh, the traffic and people used to tell me. Like, go back to your country then. Like, after living here 30 years, right, people still think that you're you're not I mean, part of the community. So for that, him to actually say that. Really? Right? Like, that's 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 reprehensible. Right. I've, I've been called that so many times. Even close, for, like, I mean, I married, like I said, uh, a mix, you know, uh, someone from here and everything. And he's even the closest family members. They would say to me, like, oh, if you're not happy, then you know where to go. You have to go back. Something like that. They don't think that's offensive. Uh, right? It's it's beyond offensive. I think that's <laughs> that's that's pretty racist. Right. I was waiting for Friday to call you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad, Rachel. I, I I mean, I don't think Doug Ford was saying if you don't like it, go back to your country. No, um, no he won't. But what he is actually saying is encouraging other people. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, and you and you know what? There there are a lot of people of color who are from here, who are born here, who who sometimes hear that as well, and I think that is just disgusting. Right, exactly. Thank you for the news, Michael. Okay, you're welcome, Rachel. Thanks for your call. Yeah, bye bye. Bye bye. Yep, we still do have a few minutes left. The number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six. 740 740 and let's go to Oh, Walter in Peterborough, you've got you've got to turn you've, you've got to turn your radio off. Are you there? Okay, I'm going to give you one more chance to turn your radio off. Is it off? It's off. Okay, just a reminder people, you you can't have the radio and be on the radio at the same time. Hi, Libby. Uh, hi. Yeah, sorry about that. I just want to make a comment about um, pedestrian safety. Um, I've noticed a lot of the younger generation, they're so, um, <clears throat> they're so into looking down at their cell phone, and they have uh, earphones on sometimes, and then they're crossing a busy street or artery, and they're not looking at the traffic. They're just looking down at their phone, and they're totally zoned out. And, you know, yes, we as drivers have to be careful, but by the same token, these younger kids have to pay attention. When they're crossing the street, it's a very dangerous thing to do. And some of these kids just don't look. I had a case here in Peterborough where a young lad was going across an intersection diagonally on a red light and I honked my horn at him and I yelled at him like please pay attention and my thank you was he gave me a one finger salute <laughs> and he told me to F off and I'm thinking geez you know I'm trying to help the guy and he was so uh, you know ungracious for my efforts um, again when I drove into Toronto one time not long ago going down Kingston Road um, I was watching people when they're leaving the curb, and they just don't look. And I, and I look when I cross my street here in Peterborough. And, you know, when I go to my mailbox, and um, we learn this when we're five years old. Look both ways. And parents got to stress to the young kids, look what you're doing out there, guys. I'm, I feel I'm so only bad for the young girl that I, got, um, you know, got fatally uh, injured. I don't fatally, think she was um, looking you know, She at lost her, her life. That's awful. And we got we to gotta get, get these kids to, you know, pay attention. Thank well, you so much. Okay, Walter. I was just going to say, it's not just young kids. It's all kinds of people who are focused on their phones. And yes, I see that. And on top of everything else, uh, uh, I've seen people who are doing all that wearing dark clothes at twilight. Uh, so yeah, but uh, the point is that we're the drivers and we're responsible and you have to look out for all of that. And, uh, you know, another interesting note, and I've covered this before, but there are places like Tel Aviv where it's so bad that they have put traffic, uh, I guess, light, not, not lights, but traffic instructions in the sidewalk so that people who are looking down on their phones might see them. And it's not just in Tel Aviv, it's in a couple of other places 
where this kind of thing is ramp- rampant. And uh, again, it's not just young people. Uh, you don't have to be young to be uh, kind of preoccupied with what is on your phone. So, yeah, let's not just blame the younger generation, though uh, I guess you wouldn't really probably see too many Zoomers doing that. I hope not. Um, we are getting very close to the end of the show. I'll take one more from Pat. 40 seconds, Max, Pat. Uh, the, the issue that I was giving on the wrong date, the whole question of funding of retirement and the fact that we need to ensure that there's money there. Therefore, I totally agree with Kathleen Wynne of increasing CPP contribution significantly so that there is money there to pay for people in long-term care in their retirement. Okay, Pat, that was nice, short, and sweet. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, just a a program note on that, I have an in-depth interview with a woman who did a report on uh, finances in retirement and uh, the fact that people probably don't take into account, uh, especially if they want to age in place at home, the cost of that. And she had some suggestions. Her name is Bonnie Jean McDonald with the National Institute on Aging, and I have an in-depth interview with her on Zoomer Weekend Review, which is right here on the station Sunday at noon. So there I got to promote the weekend show, the Zoomer Week in Review. And uh, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to the one, the original, free-for-all Friday. As always, we have a lot to talk about. Now, just about half an hour ago, the science advisory table released new modeling numbers, and uh, it's pretty fungible. It's not that clear because basically they said, okay, we're doing well, and we should be able to continue doing well as long as public health measures are not lifted. And that means masking and ventilation and uh, um, other good stuff, screening as well. But then they went on to say they think this should continue with moderately more contacts, but uh, it might change if there are a lot more social contacts. So we also know that, uh, or we uh, think we know, that the government is going to lift capacity limits for restaurants and gyms as of Monday. They were going to make the announcement at two this afternoon. So how would that affect the modeling? And then my question to you is, uh, do you feel comfortable going to a gym or a restaurant that is seeing people at full capacity. I have to tell the truth. I'm not sure that I am. It probably depends on the room. Um, uh, I've uh, booked a table for Saturday night. There will still be capacity limits at that point. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I want to know what you think. Are you comfortable 
with that. Uh, And then also travel. Now, the government lifted its blanket travel advisory for non-essential travel. Does that have any bearing on what you are booking? Are you booking travel now? For when are you booking your travel? Um, Are you comfortable with that? Uh, Are you a snowbird maybe going to the States? Uh, It's exciting. You know, people really want to travel again. It really has been a very long time. And the other thing that I want to bring up is uh, flu vaccine. So we had a segment earlier this week, and if you're over 65, you can get your flu shot now, either at a pharmacy or at your doctor's office. And we were talking to our good friend, Johnny Papp, and he said he's in good shape at his four pharmacies that are uh, kind of in the East End off the Danforth. But I started to check around, and there are a lot of places that are already out of high-dose flu vaccine. And uh, at least for Shoppers Drug Mart, there's a store locator which shows which stores near you have uh, the flu vaccine, and they also have a little icon, will they take walk-ins? Well, I think you better call because some pharmacies that have the little icon saying they take walk-ins actually don't take walk-ins. And I don't know how often that is updated, but um, some that show as having high dose actually are out of it. So uh, again, you know, I suggest you check, you know, unless it's, you know, just a walk or something, you check to make sure. And uh, it's the same deal because I think that people basically got started off with a third of what they had last year in terms of supply. And again, a lot of them are out. Uh, you're only eligible to get vaccinated now if you're over 65 or if you're immunocompromised or if you're pregnant or if you are under four years old. So uh, that's the deal on the flu vaccine. And if you have more questions or comments, we want to hear about those too. So the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And let's talk to Gary in the West GTA. Hello, Gary. Uh, Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Uh, Not too bad. Thanks. Not too bad. Um, I'm just calling about, um, I, I drive, uh, for, for a living nine hours a day. I have done for about the last 40 years. And, um, there was the, the, the discussion yesterday and unfortunately I was kind of in and out on it. I did miss some of it. And, and I just, but I heard the one gentleman saying that it's not, it's not driver behavior, it's infrastructure. And I, I'm sorry to say that that's totally incorrect. We found <laughs> that out this morning when there was charges laid in the death of that tragic death of that, oh, that that's young girl. Awful. Yeah. Um, the, the, the amount of uh, deaths, injuries um, that go on in, in, this, in the GTA for, for um, pedestrians and cyclists, is, is, it's disgraceful. Um, it's um, the people, the, there's the three things is um, defensive driving, sharing of the road, um, common courtesy, but also uh, uh, just the, the basic uh, laws of the road. People come up to a red light. I'm sitting uh, waiting to go straight through, and there could be nine people in a row that will turn right on the red without stopping. They come up to uh, on a side street to go onto a main artery. Uh, they're, they're turning right, so all they're doing is looking left. 
they they go right past the stop sign, right past the sidewalk, and just the, if there's no cars coming, they turn. There, there's no there's no concept of of if there's a pedestrian coming, someone even even a cyclist who's coming the the opposite direction, like from where they're looking, uh, who shouldn't really be be on the sidewalk, but but they, they don't they can't go on the road because it's just too dangerous, and it's it's disgraceful. Uh, we should be ashamed as a, as a city. The city has done uh, a lot to try and, uh, I think, put in measures reducing speed, uh, lights that that are that are um, done by the computers, and um, uh, it's just it's just wrong what go, what goes on. And I think that we need more enforcement. Uh, there's there's not as many police on the road as there used to be, and the the, the traffic cameras are good too. Hopefully, you get people to slow down. But also this concept of um, uh, points and, and ex-copper and people can go to court and pay their way out of it, I think that's wrong. I think that if the only way you're going to stop it is by an, an, an enforcement. Well, I guess, okay, I guess uh, Gord Perk's point was that you can design the roads in a way that will change driver behavior. Um, now, again, and he said basically that in order to do that, we would have to spend, I don't know, 10, 20 times as much as we're already spending. I don't think that's going to be happening in a blanket way. I mean, they're taking certain things, uh, you know, one at a time, and it's it's disruptive enough because the amount of construction that is going on on the roads that that holds things up even more is is difficult to deal with so i think it's a combination and and um again to say i it's probably true that a different design would foster different behavior but in the meantime behavior is a big issue gary absolutely absolutely people are just uh, as I said, the, the two the, 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 is just obeying the basic rules of the road, looking and seeing that a pedestrian has the right of way, and and I stop, uh, say I'm turning left, and I see someone on the on the opposite sidewalk that that are going across, and I stop. People behind me are going crazy, wondering why I'm not turning, and then the poor pedestrian sounds that they're not they're not asserting their right of way. They're not going because they say, oh, there's a car there, I can't go, even though they have the right of way. It's well, the, the, the whole, the whole concept, the whole everybody's thinking is 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 ass backward. Well, yeah, and th- there are a lot of times when uh, you're trying to do the right thing and you're getting a get honked at and and uh, all kinds of flack from from the drivers who are close to you. So yeah. uh, that's another thing, Gary. Thanks for your call. Okay, well, thank you, and uh, everybody's got to look out for each other more. And and as I said, we've. Vision Zero is is a good concept, but, we, but you know we we've got to put it in place. We've got to get. This is terrible. The amount of carnage on the roads. Thank you, Libby. Okay, thank you, Gary. I'm going to take a call from somebody who disagrees with Barry and says it's uh, the uh, infrastructure is to blame. Hi, Murray and Milton. Uh, Milton, yeah. Hi, Libby. How are you? Yeah, there's so many people that go to uh, the downtown core. I mean, anything south of Bloor right? That there isn't enough streets to get them down there in time to get to work. So instead of leaving early, they just go faster. That's the problem. There's too many buildings downtown. They got to spread those office towers out so people can get to work safely. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm a, if I sound a little uh, discombobulated here is because the note said that you wanted to talk about the infrastructure, but I guess that's sort of in- infrastructure. Well, yeah, because there's uh, the war against cars has been going on for at least 40 years. So I, I'm 60 and I can remember the Don Valley being, uh, they didn't want to increase the lanes. They didn't want to increase things on the gardener they wanted to take down they didn't want to extend the gardener out into scarborough because all the truck drivers would be coming down through downtown and they keep building all these high rises down there this is stupid they're creating their own problem okay yeah well uh, there are a huge number of condos that's because uh, there are a lot of people who want to live here uh, and the building of those condos um makes things even more congested the idea of that is uh, didn't pan out the idea is build the condos and so the people that work in these office towers can only walk across the street in their home but these people are making too much money so they're living in the suburbs and they're traveling don valley every day now the don valley gets crowded so they take a a shortcut in through uh well at the moment uh those office towers are pretty pretty well deserted and even as people start going back to work in the office they're not going back full time generally speaking so uh everything is all topsy turvy murray thanks for that okay let us go to elizabeth in scarborough hello elizabeth hi there how are you doing fine how are you super okay just wanted um uh, a friend made a comment, and I thought it was a good idea, with regards to um, downloading the vaccine thing onto the phones. I just did that a few minutes ago. Okay, well, a lot of people do not have that equipment, and I'm wondering if there wasn't, if the government has considered um, doing something to download it to people's OHIP cards. No, they're not doing it on OHIP cards. What they are doing is you can call and get it sent or emailed to you. And we had the phone number last week. Yeah, and no, I got it and I printed off a copy, but oh. I cannot download it to a phone. Right. Well, that's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, you can just use that. Okie doke. Okie doke. Thanks a million. Have You're a welcome. You're, thank you. You too. Okay. Jim and Pickering. Hi, Jim. Good afternoon, Libby. Libby, I listened to your show on Wednesday. Yep. And I heard about the high-dose uh, flu shot, and I thought, okay, I'll take care of that today. I was going to run an errand, so I went to a pharmacy. I won't say the location. It doesn't matter, but it was a shopper's drug mart. And I, I stepped up, and I said, uh, I came to inquire about the high-dose flu shot. I'm 75, just so I, they know I qualified. So the, the lady said, we don't have any. We don't know if we'll be getting any. Well, a young woman, uh, very nice, first stepped up and said they had it at a different location, right? So uh, she said, I took my parents today. At least she didn't say grandparents, but she said, I took, <laughs> I took my parents today. So I knew exactly where she meant, and it was in Scarborough, which is right next door to Pickering. So I went there. And so I went there. And that's where it got really confusing. I did get a flu shot, but I was told that we don't, we, we are misunderstanding. And I was there for an hour and a half and I heard this conversation umpteen times. Long story short, what I got, Libby, was the senior flu shot. Yeah. There's a senior flu shot. There's a high dose flu shot. We've done dozens of shows on that. 
No, I know you have, Libby, but I was told it's not a high dose. It's the thing. And the high dose is only for seniors with comorbidity. No, that's not true. You misunderstood or somebody gave you the wrong information. Well, and that brings me to one other thing. And, you know, when I, I got it last year because of what was happening with COVID, I got a flu shot, the high dose. I noticed last year we didn't get anything, any certificate or anything. Right. And the same this year. So I hung around. He says, sit there for a while, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at me and I said, you know, I said, do I get it? No, you don't. Not for the regular flu, seasonal flu shot. You know what, Libby, with the confusion and other people come in, I'm telling you that conversation went on umpteen times. I would speak to somebody from Choppers and explain to him. That was confusion, Rainy. Okay, I'm going to stop you because I think you're confusing us more. And I'm going to go over it, okay? And I'm glad you got your shot. So uh, we've had for a number of years a high-dose flu shot, uh, and uh, it is a little more effective. It is for people 65 and over or people with comorbidities, people with other issues. Uh, And if you are in that category, you can get it now. Now, there's nothing to say that you can't get the regular flu shot if that's what you want or that's all they have. Um, That that is also protective. If you're under 65, you're going to have to wait till November the 1st. All I was saying is that you should check before you go if the place you're going to actually has stock. A lot of them are already out of their first shipment of high-dose flu. Uh, So that's all I'm saying. The old-fashioned telephone can give you a lot of information, save you some running around. Oh, I'm looking at the time, and it's time for our first break. Before we go to break, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. 